0: Hey guys, and welcome back. I'm so excited about this podcast because one, since the inception of Married to India, which would be around 2001 when Srinu and I had gotten married and we started talking about the potential of going to India. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've never really left the tri-state area, let alone um, leave my own country and go to another country. Um, So I really started getting nervous and I thought, well, what is really important when I do go? Well, I need to know what to be prepared for. And Srina wasn't really a wealth of information um, when it came to what to pack, what to know, those types of things. So I thought, okay, um, I need to know what it means to be married to India um, and go there and really experience. I had a lot of um, conversations with my brother-in-law, who at the time, um, I didn't realize how much of a crucial role he was going to play in, you know, just getting through our marriage portion and you know our parents accepting us and us being able to move through and potentially start a family. So I wanted to kind of start this in a story fashion, if you will. So if you guys aren't interested in learning about us and just want to jump into topics, um, we're probably not going to hit that till probably episode 25, 26, because I really feel in order for people to understand my perspective and where I'm coming from when speaking and talking about the podcast, they really need to know me. Because unless you know, Me, it's very hard for you to judge me. We're all people and we are going to judge. So, give you a quick bit of insight as to how Srinu and I met and how we got to be married in the first place since I I really did jump to that. So, moving forward, um, it was about 1998. I was living in my own apartment. I was a single mom. Um, And for this, this is probably the biggest uh, crutch, if you would, for my mother in law because she she just couldn't see past that and I couldn't understand why because we we live in America and this is in a lot of ways it it kind of has become the norm um that with with I wouldn't say the lack of parenting but unfortunately my mom was a single mother and we really didn't have my mom home all the time because she was working and she was trying to pay the bills you know so um we wound up being uh self-parenting ourselves in a lot of ways as far as getting up and going to school and same old, same old routine. And with that, you will find um, little things to do with your time. My mom used to always say that idle time is the devil's worship. Um, and I used to laugh as a kid hearing that because like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. But now that I'm older, I tend to think my, to myself, you know, now that I can translate it in, you know, terms that make more sense to myself, it truly is. If you have time and you're not doing anything, you are going to find trouble. Um, so so that was definitely the first um, hurdle for my mother-in-law. She had already set her opinion on me based on the fact that I was a single mom with a kid. And you know, her son, that, that, that was never something that she wanted for her son. So understandably so, I didn't get that at that time. And it was just the phone calls that we used to get from my mother-in-law, uh, who was, wasn't my mother-in-law at the time, but when we were trying to get her blessings and then of course, moving forward into just them accepting us and, um, having us, uh, you know, just accepting us and having us as a couple in their lives was not something that they were even willing to entertain. So we, Srinu and I had met each other online. And when I say that, I laugh because 20 some years ago meeting online for me, it was like, you don't meet people online because Often enough, my friends or family members were like, you could get killed. Um, So now that I think about it, it was very advantageous of me because I was not a partier. I did not go out and hang out with my friends at clubs and stuff like that. So for me to meet somebody I had never known uh, from the internet, uh, was, was definitely advantageous. So we wound up meeting up, um, out of the encouragement of a girlfriend of mine named Shirley, who, um, I definitely owe a lot to today. So we met up and we met up at a local high school in Glen Burnie, Maryland, because at that time we didn't have, uh, Srinu was doing like map quest directions. So he got lost during the way. We didn't have cell phones either. So he wound up stopping at a payphone and calling me in which I agreed to to meet him at that payphone. And I can tell you from the moment that we met, I think there was definitely that physical attraction. I was, I was physically attracted to Srinu in the most immense way. And um, I'll, I'll never forget like just meeting him that day and then hearing him talk. <laughs> um, it was... Probably the hardest part of the initial phase of our relationship because his accent was so strong. I just didn't know how I was going to be able to be friends with him and follow everything that he's saying. And you know, let alone, I never had anticipated having a relationship with him because we were not in that way when we were talking online about meeting. It was really about like him just being a foreigner from another country and then coming over and us doing some sightseeing. And lo and behold, he probably showed and taught me a lot more about my own country than I taught him that day. So that's a little bit about how Our background came too, and Srinu and I, you know, we kind of started that courtship, and, you know, before I knew it, he had made arrangements to go to India. Um, I had a friend who was also Indian who I had built a relationship with online. At the time, I used to be a hospice nurse, and I didn't really have a lot of time to go out and socialize and meet people. And unfortunately, a lot of my friends were made online, and one gentleman in particular was also from India. Uh, his name was John. And John and I had just built a really great relationship. He, be- he became, you know, so much of that um, reliable source of just mental reprieve that I needed in a time where things just felt like they would never get better. You know, I had, uh, I had been married for two weeks in which I thought, you know, I was doing the right thing. You know, growing up in a Christian home, we were always told like to have kids out of wedlock is just, that's not something that's really acceptable. And then the divorce thing, um, we didn't grow up thinking that that was acceptable, but I feel like in our country has become more acceptable with the more, divorces that you see and people just feeling you shouldn't be in a relationship where you're not happy and you know all these things so this was the mentality that I was raised up under and um, when I had gotten married it was quickly quickly after that I realized that it was the wrong thing I, sh- I shouldn't have done it um, yes we did have a child together but that didn't make it right um, and there were a couple things that transpired I just decided one day I was going to pick up and go get my own apartment and free myself, if you will. And that's that's kind of what happened. Um, And and when I met Srinu, I was at that point in my life where I had my own apartment and I was living on my own. And all I was focused on was raising my daughter and giving her the best life that I could. And at that time, I want to say Brittany was about 18 months old. So Srinu and I have been together since uh, Brittany was 18 months old. And that in itself um, has really, I think, allowed us to form the family that we've wanted to form because that impact on her life had come super early. So srinu and I, we, we continued dating, if you will, after we met a few times and hung out with my girlfriends. And then little before we knew it, he, he planned to go back to India. Sorry guys, I'm jumping all over the place, but he made these plans to go back to India. And that's where my buddy John, who I knew all that time had jumped in. And he's like, Amy, You know, um, I don't know how much you know about these guys and when they leave India and they go to the U.S. and they get jobs and stuff like this, they usually come back and they get married and then you never hear from them again. So I really hope um, you know what you're getting yourself into because there's a lot of things that really concern me about The fact that you're telling me, you know, you met this guy and so forth. And so I did. I I thought a lot about that. And by the time John filled my head with some stuff, um, I had approached Serenu and asked him very much what his intentions were. Um, he was telling me that he had to go back to India because his mom wasn't feeling well. And, and when I hear that, I'm thinking like, maybe she's like really, really sick. But then, you know, my, my good friend, John was like, no, you know, parents in India, they tend to say they're not feeling well because it makes their kids feel sad and their, their kids want to come home to make sure the parents are okay. It's at that point that there's some introductions made. Um, some pictures looked over. This is really when I got to know, um, what the process was for marriages in India and, um, I did confront Srinu about it and we had gotten into, I wouldn't say an argument, but definitely a heated discussion on what the plan was and what he saw for his life. And that was that was kind of the breakthrough for me that I knew Srinu and I were more than just friends at that point because the idea and the very thought of him leaving and going back to India and the potential that he could get married and I could never see him again was one that weighed heavy on me. And I had thought what if this happens? Like, I'm so attached to this guy. What if this happens? And I think it was at that point that I realized that this was more than just us being friends, but that I was really in love with this man that i had come to know. I was intrigued by everything interesting that he brought with him as far as his culture and how he was raised and his mentality compared to my very own and how I was raised. he, He started to Allow me to question how I was raised and form my own ideas about what was right and what was wrong. And I, I really think that that for me was an eye opener because it allowed me to be able to be the person I am and build on the relationship that we had just newly discovered to really open up our minds into where we were going to proceed onward with not only our relationship, but Um, our parents and what this meant if we, in fact, were going to become a couple and potentially take it even further. So that's how we met. And that's kind of how everything sparked. And we were able to begin to move forward. I know that everybody has a lot of dating stories and how they met. And even today, when I think about our couples telling us um, how they met, some of them are really shy about telling us they met online. And for Serenu and I, we did not meet online. At that time, it was IRC chat, but um, it was a different kind of online meeting. Like there wasn't no... shoddy.com or some type of dill mill or anything like that it was we just met in a chat group online um but we had come to a couple conversations if you will and then we just decided since he was new to the area like let's go out and sightsee and that's really how that built but when we talk about our couples they're almost have been scared to tell us how they met because there's something a little taboo about meeting online. But I felt that over the years of us shooting weddings and, you know, just being immersed in the Indian um, couples scene, if you will, that we've seen people get better and better about sharing that and that there's, there's nothing wrong in having met online on any type of dating site um, for these um, potential Commitments from one another. And I think that that's awesome because I think people don't realize what goes into choosing your life partner. And some of that I feel like it's very dangerous to leave it to chance because I myself was flying blind. Um, And after meeting Srinu and really being able to experience. Everything from my own upbringing to his culture and his understanding when he was raised has has really made me rethink the process for a lot of things and understand why it is that up until that point in our relationship and courtship, his mom felt the way that she did. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys all the way up until, like I said, I'll pre- I'll probably the first 25. I just want you guys to get to know um, how we got where we are and you know, what it is that keeps us going every day and how we're so crazy busy, but in love with all of our craziness. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Um definitely uh hit like on this guy, subscribe to me, follow me, make sure that you keep up with me because I really have a lot of great stuff to share with everyone and I want people to be able to send me their own questions and how we dealt and ask us how we dealt with things so that I can answer them. Because there's been so many and I've been so excited to do this Married to India. I uh, think for a long time, having given the whole start of Married to India, being in 2001, um, started out as a forum, an online forum where we gained a lot of traction with different couples married to the Indian culture in some way or sh- or shape or form, whether it was a husband or a wife, just dealing with the struggles, you know, because love does crazy things and we don't realize what is truly important until after we've fallen in love and then there's so many pieces that you got to work through and figure out and again try not to lose yourself in the process so I hope you guys tune in next time and um with more to share my next podcast is going to be about sharing the same address and how that was handled when I first asked Renew like why don't we move in together so good stuff